Hello and welcome to Sissy That Pod, the Kiki. These are going to be little mini episodes. I'll get you through that long seven day wait between Thursday episodes of RuPaul Drag Race UK. My name is Keen. I'm on my own at the moment because James and I are in different places in Dublin at the moment, so I'm going to be giving him a call. But these episodes, basically, over the next few weeks, we'll be chatting about the aftermath of the episode, the sort of how the internet reacted to it. Is there sort of any tea that's built after the episode comes out? We'll be getting some drag queens and guests on to just kind of discuss with who they're liking in the episode, who their predictions are for the future of the show. All that sort of good stuff. We'll be having power rankings that we discuss as well because I love a power ranking. So us, as in James and I, and the guest will sort of compile all our opinions and we'll come up with a leaderboard for you each week to tell you who we're loving, who's doing the best in the season so far. So there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a large mixture and array of things. So this is kind of the more free and easy structure, whereas on the Thursday, it's straight after the show. It's everything blow by blow account. So I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoy doing it. So I'm going to stop talking now. I'm going to give James a call. Hey James, how are you? Hey Keen, I'm good. How are you? Are you in Dundalk right now? Uh, no, no, no. I've I've made it back from Dundalk. I'm I'm in I'm in the home territories in Gormanston. Uh, this time next week I'll be in in Dundalk for a conference though, uh, which will prove to be I think the most times I've ever been to Dundalk in a calendar year. Okay, is it something glamorous? No, no. It's it's something very non glamorous. <laughs> that that was a hard no. That was a no with a full there stop. Was nothing but edges on that no. <laughs> Okay. So, how has the post first episode experience been? Have you what have you been soaking up from the press? Um, well, I mean, I, I haven't had too much press attention myself, but um, I I think that the the first thing that I noticed about it was there's quite a lot of people talking about the prize money, um, and and it seems to so, so I mean, like people kind of saying how it's a little bit disrespectful to have all these queens come together to put on like the expense of having to do all of these looks and having to put together all of these performances. If you're not going to be a, um, if you're not going to be giving them uh, some form of prize money over and above a, a sort of a, a wow plus or a whatever, a, 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 some form of online video thing. So that seems to be, and there seems to be quite a bit of, of, of online backlash about that. But I noticed last night, there was a couple of tweets from some of the queens. Um, I see the Vivian and something Wong, both put out tweets kind of simultaneously saying like, oh, leave it out, lads. We don't go on it for the prize money. So I wonder if that's kind of like a, um, a, a choreographed pushback or if they genuinely are like, no, listen, lads, we, we're not on this for the money. We're, we're on this for the, uh, we're, we're in this for the, um, for the glory and the glamour of, of drag race. I believe it though. Like, even though in America, they're all like, I want to be, you know, drag's next out to superstar. And like, no one's going to say no to a hundred grand. They go on it because it's going to up their booking fee and it's going to be, you know, it's a big thing to put on your drag CV. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, it's a huge, it's obviously a huge thing. And I, I suppose if the, um, it, I suppose this, that banks on this being as much of a success in America as it is over here. Because I don't think that the, the Queens, I, I mean, I don't know. I'd wonder whether the Queens would be able to like, make as much money as the American queens make if they were just touring Europe and Ireland and the UK. Yeah, but they won't be because like it's being shown in the US, you know, so they're opening up a whole new market for themselves. That's true. And some of them are like definitely good enough to be able to to push through to um 
to, to push through with the uh, into into the American market. I was wondering if this is going to be uh, just as sort of an offshoot now with the WoW presenting. Is it going to be a uh, a lead in now to perhaps having some Drag Race UK queens on American All Stars? Oh, nice! I didn't think of that before. I would, I would, I would be up for that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we, we're just one episode in, and we're, I'm already thinking who could be up on, on All Stars seven. Well, that's who will be on All Stars. Maybe we shouldn't get our head for ourselves. Who will win the most rupees or badges? <laughs> um, and then, I mean, they could definitely do the opposite over here, like over the UK. Even they could get like Gia going over for All Stars UK. Like it's possible. Yeah, or our favorite fa- friend of the pod, Serena Chacha. Serena Chacha, she needs her redemption moment. She does absolutely. Yeah, her and Gothy Kendall can do some sort of a. Uh... <laughs> they can do an All Stars one thing where they're linked up together, and uh, I think actually that would be quite a great pairing. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> One thing I noticed from the sort of online conversation was Vinegar Strokes sort of took the internet to share her her look for her hometown that she wasn't allowed to use, and yeah. it was her. I don't know what is it like the Victoria line. Anyway, one tube line that she gets into you know work every day, um, and it was just her. Do you know the Angel of the North, that thing outside Newcastle? It's just like yes. a thin man with really long wings. That's what it looked like. So it was just her with this really, really long arm span. And then the line, the whole line, I don't think it was pretty decorative. It's just extending out from her. And then she had like a blue wig with a few trains in it. It didn't really look like a dress. It was just like she stuck the billboard to her body. Uh, so actually, in a way, it was kind of similar to what she ended up wearing in that it was just like a bodysuit with some stuff stuck on it. I like oh, that does does make sense then because her Thames one looked pretty pulled together mm. like last minute, you know? Yeah. Uh I still am unsold. I don't I think even if even if copyright hadn't uh hadn't hadn't jumped in there to prevent her, I, I still don't think she would have um managed to pull herself out of the bottom two. Yeah, I don't think so either. It was better, but it wasn't great by any standards. On the topic yeah. of pulling things together though, I was listening to the BBC podcast of Drag Race and Gothy Kendall was on there and she was saying that she hadn't her second look prepared so she had to pull it together and she stole the neck curtains from Premiere Inn which she made her dress with. <laughs> I, that, is, that is impressive. I did I did read um, so she, she there was a, an interview which may well have just pulled quotes directly from that uh, as the Daily Mail often does um, from other people's, other people's podcasts where she was saying that she wishes that she had taken the couple of weeks to prepare a bit more seriously mm. uh, and hadn't been so stressed out by it and that she hadn't maybe come sort of as prepared um, as as she could have for it. Uh, I, I, to be honest with you, think that the skirt was the least of her worries. It was the horrible top. Like, yeah. I thought it was very. Do you remember Valentina did that sort of Barbie doll look? That I kind of got that vibe off it a bit as well at times. Yeah, no, I did actually get that from it, um, and it was a bit. Yeah, no, it it definitely had that look. She also said that on the show was the first time she's ever lip synced ever. That was so apparent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it doesn't make me feel more sympathy or less sympathy towards her because I'm like, okay, that a rubbish job. Okay, it was your first time. But then I'm also like, why was it your first time? Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry, like, because that's a whole new level. Like, you know, a queen walks into the workroom. I don't know how to sew. I don't know how to dance. I don't know whatever. It's like, you know, you know, you give them a benefit of the doubt because obviously there's something that they're good at. But as a baseline, you would expect that either you've lip synced before or you have just the ability to pull it out of the bag. 
Like, it's not like as if she, you know, you have to know you're going to need to lip sync when you go on there. Like, I think there's three, three certain things on Drag Race. You know, this is three certain things in life. Or is that two? Death and taxes. What's the other thing? Yeah. <laughs> there's three certain things on Drag Race. One is that you're going to have to sew at some point. Two is that you're going to have to lip sync. Even if you get to the final, it'll be a lip sync smacked down yeah. the crown. And three is you're going to have to do a celebrity impression. So just get on it. Yeah, absolutely. And I would have said that you would just expect as a baseline, the lip sync would be something that anyone of any queen who's been performing would just be able to do. Now, I suppose she did say in her Meets Queens VT that she wasn't really a performer, that she was more of a kind of a DJ uh, and a look queen. Mm. So she acknowledged that up front. Um, and perhaps now, given this opportunity, you know, like, say, Kim Chi, for example, who definitely wasn't a lip sync queen before, uh, yeah. like, since the show, has taken her amazing looks and, like, has improved her, her lip syncing. So maybe this will be the same for Gothy Kendall. She'll, she'll now kind of blossom from this. Because she is so young. Like, she's such a a young queen she'll definitely be able to grow from it the other news story i did want to quickly come back to was um controversy around something wong's name um so india india willoughby um a, a, a trans news presenter has come out to say that that attempting to reclaim the the name something wong something wong is racist in itself um, and sort of say that that there's there's sort of almost something sort of perverse around around drag and how it um how, how it kind of allows people to mean women and, and present themselves in this sort of racist stereotypy way. Uh, now something Wong has come out and said that um, reclaiming the name is something that he wants to do to try and reshape traumatic experiences from his past, uh, and that when he started doing drag five years ago, it was like a cheeky reflection on on, on the British Vietnamese heritage plus kind of pulling back from the, um, the 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 sort of what he would have been mocked as as a kid. So I don't know, I, I'm sort of with something wrong with this at this stage. I, I think, you know, if you're part of the heritage and it's a joke you're part of and you're allowed to be in it, then you, you can use that. What would you think? Yeah, and you don't, you don't need white news ladies telling you what's racist and what's not racist. Like, just because you're also a minority doesn't mean you get to tell people what's racist, what's not from an Asian point of view. If this was like, you know, the only other Asian person I'm thinking of at the top of my head now is like Sandra Oh. Like if Sandra Oh came out to say this, I might give it a bit more credit. But like India Willoughby is, you know, English and white. And yeah, no, precisely. That's so. that's exactly what I was thinking. And a bit of a curmudgeon if I remember her from Big Brother as well. So I'm like that very, very much yeah. so, yes. Not not the not the nicest person by by by, by exactly. all okay. <laughs> me... Also, she she did delete the tweet, so um perhaps now she's um Perhaps now she's she's uh she she's regretting or she's she's reflected on her her thoughts and has progressed in her thinking. Yeah, that might have been a wine tweet there from India. She might have <laughs> yeah. just got a bit carried away. I was listening to Rots the Tea and Graham Norton and Alan Carr were on it, and there wasn't anything particularly new. But Graham Norton sort of echoed something that I think we predicted in the last episode, which was he said. If you've come to the show for looks, you'll be a bit disappointed on some weeks, but it's the challenges that will, they really excel at. And he said he didn't notice one tumbleweed moment in the challenges he got to witness, which is some feat. Yeah, I, and to be honest, I'd have picked. Yeah, we we did kind of pick up on that in 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 the show straight after the last one, and I would sort of prefer that. I mean, I do love the runway. I love I I love those looks, but I do also think it's. You know, it's when you have those acting challenges or people are doing something like Snatch Game, like being made laugh is is always the most important thing. I do watch the US version and like take season 11 for a, for a moment and it's like, why it got to be Black Panther? I do sit there in the middle of those challenges going, 
what's really the point of this? Like, it's a very <laughs> poor <laughs> execution <laughs> of a poorly written challenge. Like, I can judge these people and how well they did, but overall, it's been quite flat. So if these are going to ex- execute challenges well, it's going to make you know, yeah, the bulk of an episode more enjoyable. De- definitely. And I, I think, like, I, I do recall from, I would say, the last time I, like, properly laughed out loud at Snatch Game was possibly season eight. Um, so I, I do think that, like, this is a batch of queens when they get to that kind of a challenge who you're going to actually be, who are proper entertainers and are going to really turn it out. And that's much better in my book. To be fair, Ben's like Ram and also three. Oh like yeah, well actually, I kind of exclude the All Stars ones because they do tend to be really, really just very funny. I did some research as well, right? So the the nerdy side of me was like, I'm going to dwell into some of the stats of the lore of the show because we, you know, it's been around for eleven plus years. We can, you know, start making statistical analysis on it. So I decided to look into based on the order that the producers choose them to walk into the workroom. Will that predict anything? on their you know performance in the show because i didn't include all stars because at that point we know a lot more about the queen we know if they've won their last season we know if yeah. there's a big fan base i'm going to go just off on the pure seasons when all the producers know is like their audition tape a bit of their cv they have no idea of what the public are gonna think of them yeah so i said let's start this off by a little comparison let's see who's most likely to go in the first two episodes so i had a look at the stats and it told me that the queen that walks in seventh and the queen that walks in second last are most likely to be kicked out in the first two weeks so for drag race uk that's gothy kendall who we know is correct because she got kicked out in the first week and the queen that came in second last is scaredy cat so i thought that was interesting so it's based on four of the Queens who came in yeah. second last, Kelly Mantle, Vanjie, Sasha Bell, and Kahana Montrese all got kicked out in the first or second episode. I think that could happen. I could see that happening. Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see now how Scaredy Cat does. But I do think I do think that 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 I, I mean I know the producers won't know how the the contestants are going to be received, but they're going to want to open the show with the bangs. You're going to send a big personality in. So I mean, if I remember from Queens who walked in first, it's sort of like Bianca Del Rio was in first in her season, mm. and uh, Trixie Mattel was in first in in um in in that All Star season. So like you want to open with that big kind of, and Willem came in in season four. So like that big kind of like big personality, and then it doesn't matter so much if you follow it up with you know someone who's like a bit lower energy yeah so i do think the middle isn't a great place to be in in the lineup so uh, similar to that i look to see because i figure snatch game will be episode four of this season because there'll be seven yes. people left so i was like who will not make snatch game so i looked at the men of queens who didn't make the snatch game and the kind of same numbers came up again seventh place second last and fifth so five queens who came in seventh second last and fifth all got sent home before snatch game and the fifth queen who came in for drag race uk was something wong which she's soaring high after episode one but i don't know if i'd be that shocked if she didn't make it to snatch game even though i think she'd be good at it oh i guess it will yeah no, I don't know. I mean, I'm fully converted to something wrong after um after her last uh, mm. after this performance. But you are right, like that. She's as good as her last performance. And coming into the season, I wasn't overly impressed with what I had seen. So yeah, she could easily uh, vanish off down a down a Cheryl hole. <laughs> 
So they're the queens who this numbering system predicts won't do very well. So I'd look at the most likely to win. And the most likely to win is the queen who comes in last. So Bibi, Zahara Bonet, Tyra Sanchez, Raja and Aquaria all came in last. Okay. So that really seems to be, especially at the start. And the just a point, point of order, we're counting Tyra Sanchez. Yes. <laughs> I don't put any opinion in my stats. The stats are purely stats. <laughs> you know, actually, from rewatching that season over over um, the last couple of weeks, she did deserve to win that season. So, you know, no no shade yeah, on Tyra. She did. So, th- so that would feed in basically to the Vivian winning this season, which I think is also quite likely too. Yeah. No, I I I mean, I I would feel yes, I could definitely feel that that would be going that direction. That's interesting, though, how much, like, that's interesting kind of how much you can kind of read from those sort of mm. stats. Well, I, I also have, I have one more here, which is most likely to reach the final. So I had a look at all the queens who got to the final, what their entrance position was into the workroom. And f- like you said just a minute ago, first and second are most likely to come in four queens each making it to the finals. That would be Baga yeah. and Blue Hydrangea. And actually, first is the most likely to miss out just before the final as well so Chanel Detox and Miss Vanjie all came in first and got kicked out just before the final and I think out of the 11 seasons 8 of the queens who walked in first got to either the final or just before so that is obviously a very important position for the producers yeah oh, that's exciting mm. that means it will be well I mean I think you wouldn't be surprised you're going to see a bag of chips going a long way yeah uh, and actually too. after after this week I do think that the, that, that blue hydrangea has sort of Show showed me more than I'd seen before, and I'm very um, and I'm excited for for her to go further in the season, maybe further than I would have expected her to. And now mm-hmm. I know for certain, based on your stats, she's going to make it to the final. I mean, I feel I've just announced a spoiler. <laughs> you've you've got you've got the Sasha Bell code. You've broken the Sasha Bell code. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little prediction on that. Okay, so we're going to finish up the show with uh, power rankings. We're going to try to do these each week where James and I are going to submit our, you know, who we think based on the last episode has impressed us the most. And we'll be compiling them as the episodes go along. So we also got Katie, our host, or our guest host, to submit them to. So this is how we're standing after episode one. So in 10th place, it's no surprise, was Gothy Kendall. Oh. And ninth was Scaredy Cat. So she didn't do as badly as Vinegar Strokes did in that episode who, and she was in the bottom two. One of the things I realized after I watched the show, I remember saying in the episode, I don't remember her baby queen. When I saw it, I realized I'd never seen it before. I must have, you know, had a Jinx Monsoon style narcoleptic nap during that. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally missed it. <laughs> um, Crystal came eighth. Seventh then is Vinegar Strokes. Didn't do too badly, based, considering she was in the bottom two. Six, oh, joined fifth then was Davina DeCampo and Cheryl Hole. Oh, which I would have thought they would have been higher, but um, yeah, no, only fifth. Fourth then was Bag of Chips. Third was Blue Hydrangea. Second was the Vivian, and then top spot was something wrong. And I think that re- you know reflects most people who were watching seem to be of the opinion that something wrong was robbed for the challenge as well. So. Yes, yeah, no, I would have, I would have said, I would have seen that something wrong deserved to win, but I, but overall, I suppose in my my power ranking, I I would have seen that the Vivian overall, including kind of Too entrance better. look mm. and everything, was um, I think yours is a, yours is a composite of all three, but for me personally, yeah. uh, the Vivian, the Vivian, I kind of think overall in the episode sort of did slightly outstrip um something wrong. Yeah, Blue Hydrangea was my number one. Actually, she was the one I was most impressed with. Oh. 
Okay, so that's our power rankings. If you want to get involved, you can send us your power rankings for the next few episodes over Instagram. You can find us at sissy.pod. Our DMs are open for all things Drag Race. So just slide in there, send us your power rankings. You know, make it clear. Did you know which one's your top, which one's your bottom? And I'll add them to the list. And then every little mini episode, you'll be able to hear our standings. Right, that's it for the Kiki today. Make sure you like and subscribe on iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at sissy.pod. Send us our power rankings if you want. Send us any feedback, any gifts, any news you want to see. Because we need to stay plugged in. We need to wire this show to our veins to stay at the cusp of everything. We'll talk to you on Thursday for episode two.